0: You're watching the community MMA. In the featherweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Sungwoo Choi, at ten and six, taking on Jarno Aaron. Comes in at thirteen and four. Choi, one inch taller at six feet, he's thirty. Aaron's twenty-eight. Choi has a two-inch reach advantage. Both stand right-handed. Choi lands three point four significant strikes per minute, just one point three for Jarno Aaron so far. Neither fighter really with a lot of takedowns to speak of. Now Sung Woo Choi lost three in a row. It looks like against Michael Trezano, Josh Kulabayo, and Alex Caceres, who subbed him. Alex Casares has won seven of his last eight. He's on this card. Michael uh, Trezano KO'd him. He did beat Julian Juicy J. Arosado by KO, Yusuf Zalal, and Suman Maktarian. So he does have some wins. Three and three in his last six. Now Jarno Ahrens. takedown defense that's not going to cut it he lost to William Gomez by decision in his last fight taken down three times trailed 32 to 20 in significant strikes which is why he's got the low output in terms of significant strikes per minute but he's just one fight in Um, at the same time we've seen enough from Sung Woo Choi I mean he's had a lot more fights than Aaron's he's got the advantage here and will likely get the win here uh, in the featherweight division likely by a finish, but at worst he's gonna dominate this fight and get a decision victory both on the feet and potentially on the ground if he takes it there with Aaron's uh weak takedown defense just forty percent and taken down uh, multiple times in his first fight. So I like Song Wu Choi to win this fight again, standing or on the ground here in the featherweight division at UFC Singapore. In the women's flyweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Liang Na coming in at nineteen and six taking on American JJ Aldrich. Who comes in at 11 and six? Both ladies, 5'5. Na, 27 years old. Aldrich, 30. Both have a 67 inch reach. Leong Na fights right handed. Aldrich is a southpaw. Aldrich lands four significant strikes per minute to three for Leong Na. But Leong Na can land takedowns 5.7 over the course of three rounds on average, or two every round. Aldrich, 70% takedown defense. That will help. Now, Na has not won in a UFC setting so far, going 0-2, losing both by KO to Silvana Gomez-Juarez and Arianne Carnelosi. Now, J.J. Aldrich has lost two against decent fighters. Ariane Lipsky, decision. Aaron Blanchfield, good fighter by submission. She did beat Jillian Robertson. And Vanessa Dimopoulos, so that tells me all that I need to see. J.J. Aldrich should dominate this fight. The level of competition uh, is better for her. And she's beaten some decent fighters, much better than Leong Na has faced and lost to. So it should be an easy win here for J.J. Aldrich if she performs well. Likely will get the finish in this one, but she's got to defend the takedowns. Look for those early takedowns by Leong Na. J.J. aldrich has got to come in quick and fast and get the finish in the first round. And she will, uh, in my opinion here, and get the win either way. Even if it goes to a decision, she wins women's flyweight division, UFC, Singapore. In the welterweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Billy golf coming in at 8-2. The American take on Japanese fighter Yasaku Kinoshita, who comes in at 6-2. and two. Now, Kinoshita is 2 inches taller at 6 feet. He's 23, golf 25, so two young fighters not even near their prime just yet. golf has a 1-inch reach advantage. He lands nearly 10 significant strikes per minute to 4.7 for Kinoshita, but keep in mind, these are very limited stats, right? Those numbers are going to come way down, so we don't really have averages. Billy Goff can also land takedowns, as we saw in his last fight against Motritsky at Dana White's contender series. He had two takedowns, led 36-15 to in significant strikes, and got the KO. Now, Kino Shita, just 42% takedown defense. That could be a problem. And it was against Adam Fugia, who KO'd him in the first round after landing four takedowns. And that kind of shows me all I need to see because Billy Goff... Uh, even though he's the underdog can land takedowns and to me will win this fight on the takedowns and the ground and pound much like he did against Motriski and Dana White's contender series it'll be a little bit tougher it may not come to round two but if he's smart which I'm sure he is he's going to go for the takedowns and get the win that way even if it goes to a decision he wins in takedowns and control time to move to nine and two here in the welterweight division UFC Singapore in the welterweight division. At UFC Singapore, you guys saw Keenan coming in at 18 and 7, taking on Rolando Bedoya, who comes in at 14 and 2. Now, Keenan, 1-inch taller at 6 feet. He's 33, Bedoya, 26. So one guy kind of at the middle to end of his prime, another guy entering his prime. Bedoya, 2-inch reach advantage, 74 to 72. Both guys stand right-handed. Bedoya so far in limited action, nearly 10 significant strikes per minute. That's incredible. 4.3 per minute for Keenan. Uh, neither guy really with a takedown game to speak of. So let's take a look at Song Keenan's uh, competition so far. He lost to Ian Gary. Wow, he made it to the third round though. Lost by KO. Lost to Max Griffin by first round KO. Beat Kalen Potter by KO. Beat Derek Kranz by decision. So he's 2-2 two and two in the last four. Bedoya, a.k.a. The Machine, lost to Chaos Williams by split decision. And outstruck him 149-130, to 130, huh? and still lost by split decision. Chaos might have got that because of his name. So even though Song Keenan has a, a, a lot of experience, I'm gonna lean towards Bedoya here. I like the performance against Chaos Williams, who's a real uh, competitor, a real fighter, and that uh, fight took place in May of this year. Don't remember that one. And I'm sure we took uh, Chaos and barely got it, but here I think Bedoya wins, in my opinion, on significant strikes, with the 15 and two welterweight division ufc singapore in the middleweight division of ufc singapore you got chitty and joe Kuwani coming at 22 and nine taking on mccall alexichuk who comes in at 18 and six so two guys with decent records now chitty aka chitty chitty bang bang right something like that has a three inch height advantage at 6-3. he's 34. alexichuk 28 he's got a six inch reach advantage over mccall Alexi Chuk 80-74, and Chitty is a right-hander. McCall fights left-handed. Alexi Chuk 2 is more active by nearly one significant strike per minute. That's about 15 over the course of the fight, so it's 4.8 to 3.8 in significant strikes per minute in favor of Alexi Chuk. Neither fighter really with a, a solid takedown game. So the odds would favor Alexi Chuk slightly. Now, Njokuwani, back-to-back losses, though, against Albert Derea decision. Gregory Rodrique has AKA Robocop by second round KO, but Robocop has looked great lately. He did beat Dusko Todorovic, Mark andre Beriault, and Mario Sousa. So he's got some wins over uh, a decent caliber of opponents, but lost back-to-back fights coming in. Now, Alexi Chuk lost to Kyle Barajo by submission, but beat Cody Brundage and Sam Alvey before that. He's won two of the last three. He also lost to Dustin Jacoby and beat Shamil uh, Gamzatov. So, that's what makes this tough to predict is both guys have wins and losses. Uh, you know, they have wins against some good opponents. They have losses against better opponents. Obviously, that's why they lost. Uh, and this is why the odds are nearly 50-50. I mean, Alexa Chuck is a slight favorite, but I'm going to lean uh, towards Chitty and Joe in this fight, right? Both guys in some more situation, but I think Joe Kewani is going to get the job done. He's still He's uh, still rising. Now McCall's getting better every time because he's still a young 28 year old, but shitty has got a little more experience in this one, right? 31 fights to 24. He's given up about a significant strike per minute, 15 over the course of the fight. That's just about five per round. So he can make that up in at least two to three rounds. And I think he's gonna sneak out a victory here, uh, in my opinion, most likely by decision uh, to move to 23 and nine here, middleweight division, UFC, Singapore. In the band division at UFC Singapore, you got Tashiomi Kazama coming in at 10 and three, taking on Garrett Armfield, who comes in at eight and three. Now Kazama, one inch taller at 5'7". Both guys, 26 years of age. Both guys with a bat at 70 inch reach. Both guys stand right-handed. So a lot of similarities here in this one. Armfield, well, neither guy is really active, but Armfield, 2.6 significant strikes per minute. Kazama, 1.9. But, but Kazama does land like two takedowns. On average, per three rounds, where Armfield not so much. So that's going to be the key for Kazama. He's coming off the loss to Renya Nakamura, who's also on this card by KO, um, and he did win it. Rode the UFC back in 2022. On the other hand, Armfield 66% takedown defense. So that's not bad, but he still probably gives up two takedowns. This fight could come down to whether he can get up from one of those two or not. You know, in a round he gets taken down, he's going to have to get up. Um, and still win the round if he's going to win the fight if it goes to a decision he did lose to David Onama by submission in round two so neither fighter really has a wealth of experience to speak of I think Garrett Armfield is slightly better than Kazama but I am worried about the takedown defense and the takedown game of Kazama and the fact that it's overseas so Garrett Armfield is kind of you know going across the uh, world if you will uh, to take on Kazama who will Feel a little bit more, a little bit more in his element. So that's one thing to take into consideration. But Armfield should win this fight uh, by decision, mainly on takedown defense. Can't give up more than three to four minutes of control time, um, and has to land more strikes, which he'll do. So he'll get the win here, in my opinion. Bantamweight division, UFC Singapore. In the heavyweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Waldo Cortez Acosta coming at nine and one, taking on Lucchese. Brzezki, who comes in at eight and three. Acosta, a heavy favorite in this one. Let's see why. Both guys, 6'4", both guys, 31. Both guys, 78-inch reach, and both guys stand right-handed. Wow. Acosta, 7.1 significant strikes per minute to 5.1 for Brzezky. Uh In terms of the takedown game, nearly non-existent for both fighters. So Acosta, a little more activity uh, in his career so far. Has come of the loss of Marcos Ruggiero de Lima by decision but beat chase sherman jared vanderray and danilo suzar back at dana white's contender series now brzeski on the other hand beat carl or excuse me lost to carl williams and martin budai both by decision he did beat dylan potter but uh, at the contender series but is yet to win in the ufc so i can see why cortez acosta is a favorite he actually has some wins in the UFC, Brzezki hasn't gotten a, gotten a job done yet, and it should be an easy one to predict. I mean, Waldo Cortez-Acosta is going to dominate Brzezki, but what you want to see is him get a finish. If you want to start making a name for himself, he needs a finish here. He's nearly a 3-1 to favorite, so he'll win this fight at least by decision. But the big question mark here here is whether he'll get the finish or not. Waldo Cortez-Acosta wins, in my opinion, a ten to one Heavyweight division, UFC, Singapore. In the heavyweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Justin. Uh, excuse me, Junior Tafa coming in at four and one, taking on Parker Porter, who comes in at fourteen and eight. Tafa three inches taller at six three. He's twenty six. Porter thirty eight. He's getting up there. Both guys seventy five inch reach. Both guys right handed. Turns of activity that leans towards Parker Porter, six point seven significant strikes per minute compared to one point five. So far for Taffa, but not a lot of action. Parker Porter lands like a takedown over the course of three rounds. Now, Taffa lost to Muhammad Uzman by decision in his UFC debut. That's not a good look. On the other hand, Parker Porter's had a a good career so far, going four and three. In his most recent fight, he beat Braxton Smith by KO. He did lose to uh, Justin Taffa, right? Not Junior Taffa, but Justin Taffa. And Almeida. He also beat Alan Baldo, Chase Sherman, and Josh Parisian. So he's four and three in the career. And normally I go against Parker Porter, but not in this one. I mean, he's been around longer, uh, kind of a different type of style, but he's got the stats in this one. And Junior Tafa doesn't have, you know, the the fights behind him, the experience to beat Parker Porter. And Parker Porter is not even in one of the better heavyweights. But Parker Porter still wins, maybe even by KO here. In my opinion, to move to 15 and 8, heavyweight division, UFC Singapore. In the women's flyweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Aaron Blanchfield, American, taking on Tyler Santos, Brazilian. Blanchfield 11 and 1, Santos 19 and 2. The records are ridiculous. Santos, two inches taller at 5'6. She's got a two inch reach advantage. They both stand right handed. Now, in terms of activity, that goes to Blanchfield. Six significant strikes per minute to 3.4. Also, takedown game. Blanchfield over a takedown per round. Santos just under a takedown per round. So Blanchfield uh, looks dominant in the stash. He's got a 77% takedown defense. Comes, has five straight wins in the UFC over Andrade. Molly McCann, J.J. Aldrich, Miranda Maverick, and Sarah Alpar. It's ridiculous. Five in a row. Santos lost to Shevchenko by a split decision for the belt but beat, uh, or won four straight. Last loss for that was against uh, Romero Barella uh, back in 2019, but beat Joanne Cowderwood, Roxanne Motifari, Jillian Robertson, and Molly McCann. So she's had a great career on the rise, right? And we got a new champion now, at least for the time being. So this is a big fight for both fighters. And it's hard to say which way it will go, but when it's confusing, when both fighters look really good, you gotta stick with the stats. And both have uh, fights against high caliber fighters, so the stats are for are for real. They're pretty solid. And it's clear that Blanchfield has the better stats. So to me, she's going to find a way to win. Although Santos wins 19 out of 21 times and only lost to uh, Shevchenko and had one minor hiccup. But still, Aaron Blanchfield will find a way to win. Likely by decision, two rounds to one. Don't be surprised surprised if it's a split decision. But in my opinion, Blanchfield wins on the feet and on the ground. and we do 12 and 1. Women's Flyweight Division, UFC Singapore. In the Bantamweight Division at UFC Singapore, you got Rinya Nakamura coming in at 7-0, taking on Fernie Garcia, who comes in at 10-3. Both stand 5-7. Nakamura's got a one-inch reach advantage. He's a left-hander. Garcia stands right-handed. In terms of activity, it's not even close. Nakamura, 8.5, significant strikes per minute to 2 for Garcia. And he lands about 5 takedowns over the course of of three rounds not much to speak of for garcia this is why nakamura is a heavy favorite in this fight also 100 takedown defense he beat kazami by ko uh, he also ko'd uh, nose it looks like probably got that name all messed up but both uh have back-to-back wins at road to ufc and one at ufc fight night so he has been on a normal ufc stage at least once fernie garcia has lost two in a row to brady highstand decision journey newsome decision but he did ko joshua weems at dana white's contender series however in this situation nakamura is just way better than fernie garcia garcia does have nearly two times as many fights but that shouldn't matter here they're fighting overseas tough for an american uh, even though Everyone, you know, all the other countries do it all the time, coming to America to fight. But tougher for American to go across seas because they're not quite as used to it. So Rinya Nakamura is going to have a major advantage both in the odds and in reality. Nakamura wins by decision, maybe KO to move to 8-0. Phantomweight division, UFC Singapore. In the featherweight division at UFC Singapore, you got Giga Chikotsi coming in at 14-3, taking on... The surging Alex Caceres won seven of his last eight. He's now 21 and 13. Giga, two inches taller at six feet. He's 34. Caceres, 35. Both have a 74-inch reach. Chikaze fights right-handed now. Caceres Hi. is Hi. a southpaw. They're both just over four significant strikes per minute. Um, in terms of takedowns, not much to speak up there. So it's going to be an interesting striking battle in this one. Uh, Giga lost to calvin cater in his last fight by decision but he did beat edson barboza big win cub swanson big win uh jamie simons and it like he's won six of the last seven so you can see how this thing is being set up Caceres only lost to sadiq yusuf uh which is a tough fighter since 2019 Cron gracie he's run off uh seven of his last eight unbelievable so you got a big one here and Giga's is the favorite but we got alice Caceres, number 20 on our dude list for a reason this is going to be a big one for him. I mean a big one. He should win this fight if he wants to keep surging. Make it eight of his last nine. And then uh, you're talking big things to come if he can get the win here. I think he does. Caceres outstrikes. Giga maybe he gets the finish here to move to 22 and 13. He's full of confidence right now. Forget the odds in this one. He gets the win in my opinion. Featherweight division, UFC, Singapore in the light heavyweight division at ufc singapore you got your boy anthony smith american 36 and 18 taking on ryan superman span who comes in at 21 and eight both are very tall span one inch height advantage at 6'5. he's 31 smith is 35 he's got a three inch reach advantage over smith 76 to 79 both stand right-handed in terms of the activity they're very close right right around three significant strikes per minute but span can land like a a, a takedown and a half over the course of three rounds or one every other round so you're looking at two takedowns and anthony smith 47 percent takedown defense that's plagued him throughout his career losing to johnny walker in his last fight by decision magomed Ankalaev before that ko he did beat ryan Spann before by submission beat jimmy Krupp and devin clark so these two have fought before ryan Spann, 45 percent takedown defense that's not very good either Probably why he lost to uh, Anthony Smith. Now he's coming off the loss to Nikita Krylov by sub, beat Dominic Reyes, which is crazy, by first round KO. Wow, I don't remember that. Beat Ian Kudalaba by submission and lost to Anthony Smith, as we just said. So that tells you everything. Now, Anthony Smith is slowing down, but he's still 35. Span's getting better and better every time. He's actually the favorite in this fight, even though he lost to him. But I'm not going against Anthony Smith. The Lionheart will return in this one. In my opinion, he's going to outwork Ryan Spann and probably shoot in for takedowns. Spann will be ready for it. It'll last a little longer, but he gets finished in the third or fourth, in my opinion. Anthony Smith wins and moves to 37 and 18, likely by submission again. Light heavyweight division, UFC Singapore. In the featherweight division at UFC Singapore, main event. Got your boy Max Holloway coming in at 24 and seven, taking on... Sung Jung, a.k.a. the Korean Zombie, comes in at 17-7. and seven. And the fight favors Zombie a little bit where it's going overseas, but Holloway's still an 8-1 favorite. He's 4 inches taller at 5'11". Uh, the Zombie has a 3-inch reach advantage. Both stand right-handed. Holloway, 7.2 significant strikes per minute to 4 for the Zombie. Neither guy really a takedown specialist, but the Korean Zombie can land one here and there. At the same time, Holloway, credible takedown defense, 84%. Coming off the win against Arnold Allen, by decision, he lost to Volk. By decision before that, that's been his only nemesis that beats him, really. Beat Yair Rodriguez pretty easily, 230-160 to in significant strikes. Beat Calvin Cater. So beats everybody he's supposed to but uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Chan Sun Jung uh, got KO'd KO'd by Volk in the fourth round. It was 138-48. to Significant strikes, not even close. He beat Danny Ige, lost to Brian Ortega, beat Frankie Edgar. So listen, this one's real simple to me. It's going to be a stand-up striking affair and Max Holloway is going to pick him apart. The only way the Korean zombie wins is with a, a big punch that flattens Holloway. And that very rarely happens. So the safe bet to me obviously is Max Holloway. I mean, again, he beats everybody he's supposed to be not named Alexander Volkanovsky. So likely he's going to outwork the Korean zombie. To get the win and move to 25 and 7, featherweight division, main event UFC Singapore.